Hello? Hi there. I was just I was just texting you the phone number. It is one six six nine nine hundred six eight three three. The meeting ID is seven seven two three three zero three eight one. And the password is zero seven eight eight five five. Eight five five. Six six nine nine hundred. Six six nine. That's correct. Yes. Yes. That is correct. Yes. Okay. You're welcome. Yeah, hi. Okay, let me see what I got here. Just a minute, I'm gonna I'm gonna attach another microphone. Shalom. Hi. Hello, Shalom, everyone. Welcome. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good evening. You got a blue mic, Stuart? What's that? You have a blue mic? Microphone? I got a CAD mic. Uh, Mr. Harland. I've had it for a while. I'm not sure it makes a big difference, but just running the mic check. Charland. Running the mic check this morning, I didn't like the way my in, my in-house mic sounded at all. So, so here I am in living color. Hello, brother Niabuto. All the way from Kenya. Hey, yes, I'm from Kenya. Shalom. Shalom to you, sir. 
and Shalom. How are you doing? I'm fine. How many yeah. children? How many? How many children do you have besides the one on your shoulder? I have seven children. How many? Seven. That's yeah. Very nice. Well, this one really loves daddy. That's nice. Okay. We're getting ready here. Shalom. Okay. Um, Stuart, do you know you don't have a kappa on? I don't have a. T oh, thank you. My kippa is right here. I was just rearranging all of my equipment. Rearranging all of my equipment, so I took it off. Thank you. And I'll get my towel too. Be right back. No, I was talking with Stuart. The little kid there. Is that Stuart? What is the little kid? To be there with his dad? Yeah. Cute little boy. Hi. Hi. Okay. I'm not waving at you and waving at you to the boy. Okay. And thank you. I'm gonna mute my microphone and pray for a while, so I'll, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go away for a minute. I'll be back. Shalom, Shen. There. And Sean, I'd like to know where all that chatter is coming from. Is that is that from Brother Nyabuto? The background noise. Somebody's. The microphone is on. Well, and actually, it's 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 mine. I got my window from behind me. I will mute this. Moses. I'll be back later. God, which button is this to, to make it louder? Is it this or this? The bigger one. Then up. Did you say this one? Yeah. Okay. Not down. Go up. Did you see? Did you see it's moving? Yeah. Okay. More. Yeah, Good job. Good job. 
No sound. Is that your television on, Sean, please? What chatter do I Sean, okay. Don't mute me, Sean.
Hey Siri, call Sean Emsley. Just a moment, calling Sean Emsley Mobile. Sean? I've been talking to you on the on the screen. I'm going to hang up, but I need you. To, I need you to open up my mic. I, maybe you muted me or something. Sean, can you, you hear me? Thank you. I've been trying to get unmuted for a few minutes. Yeah, the the, the tricky thing is is that I, I is that I have when I get hit mute all. I've got to go back and unmute you. I, I appreciate that, but um, and please check the waiting room. Also, there were two people in the waiting room just a minute ago. Rusty Rothstein is in the waiting room. Okay. Good job, us you guys. I think we were waiting for the meeting to start. Okay. Steve, Steve, you are sideways on the screen. Do you know why? We've got a few minutes. Uh, no, so are you, Melissa, because I'm doing my normal thing. Sean, no, no, can you no. check? So am I, but I'm not sideways to myself. So you right. don't see yourself as sideways? No, actually, Stuart, you're also showing on my screen sideways. For some reason, it's not doing the auto-adjust. Sean, could you look into that? That's funny yeah. because that's up to your phone. She's your on phone my stuff. She's right side up. Stuart's right side up. Melissa's right side up. And Steve, okay. you're right side up. Yes. Okay, so okay. it's on our individual phones because everyone is sideways on my phone. So maybe it is. You're, right. you're, Steve, you're yeah, sideways. Sideways on mine. Yeah, you need to. Yeah, you need to work on. Try to re 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 uh, move your phone. Now you're fine, Steve. Steve. Okay. Now you're fine. you're fine. Okay, it just fixed on mine too. Okay, That's yeah, you're yeah. good. All right, good Shabbos, everyone. Good Shabbos. Shabbos. Hi, Yoli. How are you doing? We're waiting. We're waiting just a couple okay. minutes. Okay. <laughs> as okay as okay. <laughs> like your background, Rabbi Stewart. Yes. Uh, this is uh, that's a mosaic on red brick, and of course it's it's Pentecost. Very nice. Oh, it's really beautiful. Stuart painted it um, the other day. Oh yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> no, I thought I thought he quilted it. In my mind, no, no, he painted it on the side of his house. Why <laughs> just a mosaic? Yeah. Yeah. It's um. It's a painting on red brick. I happened to find it on the internet. I thought it was appropriate for today. So I'd like us all to kind of calm down. I'm going to play, I'm going to play some uh, contemplative music right now. Uh, I want us to focus. I want us to get ready for giving our attention to God. And uh, we've got a very very chattering kind of spirit among us today, very chattering um, kind of social energy. So let's, uh, 
let's just shift shift our gears and I'm going to play some music just to kind of calm us down. So ground rules for us uh, before we start. Please mute yourselves or be muted by, by Sean. Uh, when you're going to speak, when you're invited to speak, if you press on your space bar, it will temporarily unmute you. Uh, secondly, today is a very important day to which we are not going to give adequate glory. Today is Pentecost Sunday. Shavuot, actually not Sunday actually, it's Shabbat, but it is Shavuot. And um, it's a time for uh, commemorating the two of the most unfathomable, eternal, extraordinary gifts given in the history of the cosmos, the gift of Torah and the gift of the spirit. It is impossible to give adequate attention and glory to this. Uh, 
we could just sit here for the next two hours and just try to let it sink in. The richness of these inheritances of ours that came through the Jewish people and to the world. Um, I was reading this morning in Psalm 62, which has really caught my attention. And towards the end of the Psalm, it says, power belongs to God and abundant mercy. Uh, chesed, power and love. Chesed belongs to God. He has shown his power and his love in the incalculable gift of the Torah, imagine if the world never had the scriptures. We would be, uh, first of all, we, would, we wouldn't exist anymore. We would, have, we would have devoured each other centuries and centuries and centuries ago. Uh, there would have been no leash, no restraint on the uh, carnality and bestiality of man. Were it not for God's word and God's spirit. So I want to acknowledge that we're going to have an inadequate service today. It's inadequate because of the indebtedness and the vision that we cannot even begin to approximate. But before we start the service, I want us to say thank you. Father, God of the cosmos, creator of all that is, space, time, matter, beingness before all of this existed you the sole non-contingent being were glorious intrinsically majestically incomprehensively unimaginably glorious We thank you for so many things that we're going to touch on today. But this is no mere formality. In you, we live and move and have our being. You are not only the source of our lives, but the only worthy environment of our lives. You are our oxygen. You are our fire. You are our life. So as we think about the gift of Torah today, as we think about the gift of the Spirit today, as we think about the gift of adoption today, as we think about the gift of our sonship through Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, as we think about all those gifts that 
Paul mentions in Romans and all the gifts that your word reveals, we want to acknowledge that our words are, are less than crumbs, but it's the best we can do. So we give you thanks and we, we confess that our lips are too clumsy to honor you rightly. Please accept what remains. We ask in Yeshua's name. Amen. Okay, kiddies. So do keep keep yourselves uh, muted. And let's see. I'm going to share. I'm going to share my screen. Let me just get set up here. You, you, would, you would be amazed at all the gizmos I have to have going in order for us to have this service. Um, I've got to start that again. Forgive me. This is um, due to the paucity of room I have here. I apologize. Okay. We'll start on that verse. In your mercy, two, three. In your mercy you govern creation, never sleeping you guard us from harm. You awaken your people from slumber and free us when we are bound. You enable the speechless to thank you, and you straighten all those falling down.
get that for you. Okay. Is it on your screen? Is Baruch Amar on your screen? We've got it, Stuart. Yes. There. Is it there? Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. I needed to hear from you. Sorry. 
Blessed is he, the source of all being. Okay. We want to give thanks to God for the gift of Torah. So we have another song to sing. Hold, hold, your, um, hold your horses for just a moment. Okay. Torah Tziva Lanu Moshe Morishat Kehilat Yaakov Down from Sinai Moses descends in his hands Bearing God will be long Torah Tziva Lanu Moshe Sing his praise again and again, house of Jacob, give thanks to the Lord. Blessed be your name, Hashem, King of the world, your throne will endure and your kingdom be sure. You've come to abide with us here on the earth, sustain us in life and establish our truth. Look on your chosen ones, daughters and holy sons, count us among them, shield us from harm. We're all sovereign, up, whom we call send forth your ruach and open our hearts to your holy word. Torah, Shiva, Lanu, Moshe, Morishaka, Hilal, Yaakov. Down from Sinai, Moses descends in his hands, bearing God's holy law. Torah, Shiva, Lanu, Moshe, Morishaka, Hilal, Yaakov. Sing his praise again and again. Sing his praise again and again. 
sing his praise again and again. House of Jacob, give thanks to the Lord. Sing his praise again and again. House of Jacob, give thanks to the Lord. We've got another song coming up. Please be patient while I speak to our, um, our technical advisors, namely myself. We've given thanks to God for the gift of Torah. We want to also acknowledge the gift of the Spirit at this time. So, living water. from the ground, bringing life and beauty all around. No wonder that we hear all God's people far and near, breaking forth into this joyful sound. Hallelujah, hallelujah, in the desert flowers bloom again. Hallelujah, hallelujah, life and sustenance Living water sent from up above, from the God of mercy and of love. And the Bible saying the Spirit brings when he comes, he's sending like a dove. Hallelujah, hallelujah, come and fill us once again, we cry. Hallelujah, hallelujah, oh, we lay new Through your kingdom breaking through, may all Israel welcome you right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, you will raise your people from their graves. Hallelujah, hallelujah, you are king, the mighty one who saves. do pray. Your spirit came 2,000 years ago and inaugurated the age to come. But we need for your spirit to come again and again. Not like then, that was unique. But we need a renewal of your spirit. It's obvious. We just want to acknowledge our poverty, not only our indebtedness, but our poverty. We pray that in our poverty, you would make us rich with your spirit, that we might make the world rich with your praises. We ask this in Yeshua's name. Amen. Amen. Okay, we're going to go into some liturgy. Let me say that in the weeks ahead, I'm going to be experimenting with some, some flex in our service, which uh, is going to involve employing the creativity of some of you who call Ahavatsi your own home. So prepare yourself for 
for some, oh, shall I say, breathing room within the structure of our service. So that's going to happen. We go now all the way back here to page 15. And we're going to do page 16. So we're going to do Psalm 150. So just hold on a moment, please. Okay, we're right here. Can you see, can you see the liturgy? Is it on your screen? Again, it's there. Okay. This is good. Okay, Steve or and Melissa, would you lead us? Steve, I suppose, will begin, and then when Melissa responds, all of us will respond along with Melissa. Hallelujah. Praise God in the sanctuary. Praise God in the heights of his power. Praise God's mighty deeds. Praise God as befits his abundant greatness. Praise God with the blast of a shofar. Praise God with lyre and harp. Praise God with drum and dance. Praise God with flute and strings. Praise God with clanging cymbals. Praise God with resounding cymbals. Let every breath praise God. Hallelujah. Let, Let every, every breath praise God. Hallelujah. Okay. Okay, kiddies. I'm just going to do the Kaddish. There are going to be some things added to our service today, by the way. There's going to be something called the Hallel because it's a special day. So we're going to have some special praise of God added. But for now, this is the half Kaddish. Yidkadal Okay, continue in our Sidur, go to page 24. This is the Baruchu. I'll begin in Hebrew. You'll respond. And then uh, I will ask Steve and Melissa to read. Baruchu et Adonai HaMavarach. Can you respond? Baruch Adonai HaMavarach Le'olam Va'ed. Baruch Adonai HaMavarach Le'olam Va'ed. Baruch Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam. Yotzer Or Uvarei Choshech. Oseh Shalom Uvarei Atakol. Blessed are you, Adonai, our God, 
the ruler of the universe, who forms light, who creates darkness, who makes peace, creator of all. Uh, continuing on the next to the last paragraph on that page, with all will give thanks to you. Stephen? All will give thanks to you. All will praise you. All will say there is no one as holy as the Lord. All will exalt you who forms all. The God who opens daily the doors of the eastern gates and splits the windows of the firmament, who brings the sun from its place and the moon from its dwelling place, who illuminates eternally the entire world and its inhabitants, whom God created with the attribute of mercy. The God who mercifully illuminates the earth and those who dwell upon it, and in goodness renews daily and forever the work of creation. The King who alone was exalted from eternity, who is praised, glorified, and extolled since days of old. Eternal God, in your mercy, magnify your mercy upon us, our mighty Lord, our impenetrable fortress, our saving shield, be our faithful stronghold. There is none like you, there is none except you, there is nothing without you. Who compares to you? There is none like you, O Eternal One, our God, in this world, and there is none except you, our King, in the life of the world to come. Nothing exists without you, our Redeemer, in the days of Messiah, and no one compares to you, our Savior, at the resurrection of the dead. Amen. Okay. So let's uh, continue here on, on this page, page 32. Stephen, beginning at the top of the page. Because God alone affects mighty deeds, renews all things, masters war, sows righteousness, causes salvation to flourish, creates healing, is awesome of praise, is Lord of wonders. In goodness, God renews daily the work of creation. As it is written, to the one who makes the great lights, for God's love endures forever. May you shine a new light on Zion, and may we all soon merit a portion of its radiance. Oh, Instead of singing Ahava Rabbah, down at the bottom of the page, three paragraphs from the bottom. Would you, would you read that for us, Stephen? Deep is your deep, love. Deep is your love for us, O eternal our God. 
you have shown us overflowing compassion. Our Father, our King, for the sake of our ancestors who trusted in you and whom you taught the laws of life, be gracious to us and teach us. Our Father, the merciful Father, who acts with mercy, be merciful to us. Instill in our hearts. Go ahead. Instill in our hearts to understand and elucidate, to listen, learn, and teach, to safeguard, perform, and lovingly fulfill all the words of your Torah. Enlighten our eyes with your Torah, bind our hearts to your commandments, unify our hearts to love and revere your name. May we never feel inner shame. Because we have trusted in your great and awesome holy name, may we exult and rejoice in your salvation. Bring us in peacefulness from the four corners of the earth and lead us with upright pride to our land because you, O oh God, work salvation. You have chosen us from every people and tongue. You have drawn us to your great name to give thanks to you and to proclaim your uniqueness lovingly. Blessed are you, Adonai, who lovingly chooses the people of Israel. And you know, very much you can see the service of Israel uh, as uh, in, in many ways a meditation on the things that Paul mentions in Romans says, what advantage has the Jew? He says, well, first of all, to them was given the oracles of God. And then he says to them, the belong the adoption, belongs the covenants, belongs the giving of the law, the Shekinah, the, that's the Holy Spirit. He goes through all these things. And these things are mentioned in our liturgy. And so our liturgy is a contemplation of some of the very things that Paul speaks of. And now, having meditated on God's great love for us, this is not talking about his emotions towards us, about his feelings. It's about what he's done. Love is what you do. And now that we've just meditated a bit on all the good things he's done, we declare, God, we owe you everything. And so we declare our allegiance to him in the Shema. Would you join me, please? Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Baruch Shem Kavod, Malchuto Leolam Voed. Let's read the Viahafta right here, this large paragraph on this page, out of Steve or Melissa. Read the large paragraph, you shall love Adonai your God. Melissa, go ahead. Go ahead, Stephen. Okay, I'll go. You shall love Adonai your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your might. These words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall speak of them when you are sitting at home and when you go on a journey. When you lie down and when you rise up, you shall bind them as a sign upon your hand and fix them as an emblem upon your forehead. You shall inscribe them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Okay, we're going to go to page 40. We're going to go to page 40. And continue, continuing meditating on God's goodness to us. And now we turn in our liturgy to uh, uh, 
contemplate God's ultimate gift to us, which is the sending forth of the Messiah. So beginning at the top of the page, either Stephen or Melissa, thank you. I'll start. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times in various ways. Now in the end of days, God has spoken to us by the Messiah, the Son of God, whom God appointed the heir of all things and through whom he made the universe. The sun is the full radiance of God's glory and the flawless manifestation of God's reality. He sustains all things by his powerful word. After he made atonement for sins, he sat down in the place of authority beside the majesty in heaven. True and firm, established and lasting, right and faithful, loved and treasured, desired and pleasant, feared and mighty, ordered and acceptable, good and beautiful is this word to us forever and ever. From Egypt you redeemed us, O Lord our God, and from the house of slavery you ransomed us. After that firstborn was slain, your firstborn will be deemed. The sea of reeds you split, the arrogant sinners you drowned, beloved ones you let across, and the tormentors you covered with water. Not one of them remained. From the power of sin you have redeemed us, from the dominion of death you have ransomed us. To the kingdom of heaven you have led us, and you have given us, O Lord our God, life everlasting through Yeshua, your righteous Messiah. Praise be to the supreme God, the one who was blessed, Moses, and the children of Israel sang a song to you with great joy, and all of them said, Are you still with us? 
I am. My internet got lost. I know, I know you're but it's back. It's back. It's okay. Quirky, I know. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Okay. We have a different Amidal for today, folks, because it's a festival. So we go all the way to page 103. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to do the first three blessings. And then you're going to have a time of silent prayer. I'll play some music, but there'll be a time of silent prayer after the first three blessings. So, and in that silent prayer, I want you predominantly to give thanks to God, because that's why we're here today, to give thanks to the Torah and the gift of the Spirit. And the gift of the Spirit would not be ours except for the gift of salvation. So, we praise God for the gift of Yeshua, the gift of the Spirit, the gift of His Word. And so we'll do three blessings, and then um, we'll have a time of silent prayer where you may personally just say thank you to God. Okay, Stephen, would you begin and read this whole page? Blessed are you, O Eternal, our God, the God of our ancestors, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, God of Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, and Leah, the God who is great, mighty, and awesome, God most high, who shows steadfast love and kindness, who is master of all, who remembers the loyal deeds of the ancestors, who in love brings a redeemer to their descendants for the sake of your name. O King, helper, savior, and shield, blessed are you, O eternal one, who protects Abraham and remembers Sarah. And to that we all say, Amen. Next page, Melissa, please. Melissa, can you hear me? No, Melissa is uh, incommunicado. I'll read this. You are mighty forever, O Lord, giving life to the dead. Great is your saving power. You sustain the living with steadfast love. You give life to the dead. And with great compassion, uphold the falling, heal the sick, free those in bondage, and keep faith with those who sleep in the dust. Who is like you, Lord of might? And who can be compared to you, O King, who brings death, restores life, and causes salvation to flourish? You are faithful in giving life to the dead. Blessed are you, O living one, who gives life to the dead. Now we skip a page, and we come here, and all of you will join with me. We'll say the capitals, and Steve will read the rest. We're going to go a couple of pages here. So, uh, Steve, would you begin, please? We sanctify your name in this world as they sanctified it in the heights of heaven. According to the words of your prophet, one called to another, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of God's glory. Then with the great and thunderous, mighty and powerful sound, they make their voices heard. And rising toward the seraphim, they respond with praise and say, Blessed be the glory of Adonai throughout the universe. From your place, our ruler, may you appear and rule over us, for we await you. When will you reign in Zion? Soon and in our days may you dwell there forever. May you be magnified and sanctified within Jerusalem, your city, forever and through all generations. 
May our eyes behold your kingdom according to the words spoken in your mighty songs through David, your righteous Messiah. Adonai shall reign forever. Your God, O Zion, to all generations. Hallelujah. This is our God, our Father, our Sovereign, and our Redeemer. Through divine mercy, God will again make it known before all the world to be a God for you. In every generation, we will recount your praise. For all eternity, we will acknowledge your holiness. Your praise, our God, will never depart from our lips. For you are a great and holy God and King. Together, blessed are you, O unique one, the holy God. Now just take a few moments to thank God for his great gifts to us, especially the coming of Mashiach, the sending forth of the Spirit, and the gift of Torah. Okay, my friends, now we go to an abbreviated Hallel, a time of special praise. Now, Melissa, I'm gathering that your microphone is not working today. My microphone is working. My internet is very iffy, but I'll keep trying. Okay, good. Well, then we're going to need your help in this next section. We're going to, uh, the Hallel is a section that is added at special times including uh, Shavuot, and uh, it begins in our liturgy at page 125. So that's where I'm going. Come along with me. Okay. Now, can you see? Uh, 
uh, I'm not sure you can see this. Let's just make sure that, that you all have the advantage of being able to see what you need to see. I would hate for you not to be able to see it. So there you are. We begin in this last part, this last sentence here. And then uh, Steve will lead us in reading one psalm. Melissa will lead us in reading another psalm. Then Steve will read the third psalm and then I'll take over. So Steve reads this sentence first and then the next page. So please, Steve, take us away. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, ruler of the universe, who sanctifies us with commandments and has commanded us to recite the Hallel. Psalm Amen. 113. Hallelujah, servants of the Lord, give praise. Give praise to the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this moment on and forever. From sunrise until sunset, the Lord's name is to be praised. The Lord is high above all nations, his glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God, seated in the heights, humbling himself to gaze on heaven and on earth? He raises the poor from the dust, lifts the needy from the rubbish heap, in order to give him a place among princes, among the princes of his people. He causes the childless woman to live at home joyously as a mother of children. Hallelujah. When Israel, came, when Israel came out of Egypt, the house of Jacob from a people of foreign speech, Judah became God's sanctuary, Israel his domain. The sea saw this and fled, the Jordan turned back, the mountains scattered like rams, the hills like young sheep. Why is it sea that you flee? Why Jordan do you turn back? Why mountains do you skip like rams and you hills like young sheep? Tremble earth at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob, who turned the rock into a pool of water, the flint into flowing spring. Stephen? Not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory because of your grace and truth. Why should the nations ask, where is their God? Our God is in heaven. He does whatever pleases him. Their idols are mere silver and gold made by human hands. They have mouths, but they are unable to speak. They have eyes, but are unable to see. They have ears, but they are unable to hear. They have noses, but they are unable to smell. They have hands, but they are unable to feel. They have feet, but they are unable to walk. With their throats, they are unable to make a sound. The people who made them will become like them, along with everyone who trusts in them. Israel, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. House of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and shield. You who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and shield. Continuing. This is still you, Steve. Oh, sorry. The Lord has kept us in mind, and he will bless. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord, great and small alike. May the Lord increase your numbers, both yours and those of your children. May you be blessed by the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Heaven belongs to the Lord, but the earth he has given to humankind. The dead cannot praise the Lord not those who sink down into silence. But we will bless the Lord from now on and forever. Hallelujah. 
Amen. And now, uh, uh, I, I will be leading you for a bit. We, after reminding ourselves of how great God is and our great indebtedness to him, we don't take any of this for granted. So we want God to continue to be our saving help and our shield. And so we beseech him to continue to be to us the God we have known him to be. So uh, I'm, going to re I'm going to read the Hebrew on the right. And uh, then we're going to do the English. So uh, you'll see that uh, I read the Hebrew and then you repeat, you repeat each line that I say. Okay, let's try it this way. Are you ready? Ana Adonai Hoshiana. And you say it? Ana Adonai. Adonai. Hoshiana. Ana Adonai Hoshiana. Ana Adonai Hoshiana. Ana Adonai Hatslichana. Ana Adonai Hatslichana. Ana Adonai Hatslichana. Ana Adonai Hatslichana. Very good. Okay. Let's look uh, let's go look at the English side. And read all of the all of the English from starting at the top of the page. Together, please, Lord, deliver us. Please, Lord, deliver us. Please, Lord, cause us to prosper. Please, Lord, cause us to prosper. Now, each of these paragraphs will read twice. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you from the house of the Lord. And you say it again. Blessed, blessed is, is he, he who comes in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is our God, and he gives us light. Join in the pilgrim festival with branches all the way to the horns of the altar. Together, the Lord, the Lord is God, and he gives us light. Join in the pilgrim festival with branches all the way to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I thank you. You are my God. I exalt you together. You are my God, and I thank you. You are my God, I exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love continues forever. Give thanks Say to the it. Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love continues forever. I think that calls for a song. So if you'll hold on a moment. We've got a song based on this text. Okay. Give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. His faithful love endureth forever. Come and praise the Lord. Come and praise the Lord for his mercy. His wondrous in our eyes. Come and praise the Lord, come and praise the Lord for his mercy, his wondrous in our lives. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. You got the idea? Some of my older friends, uh, people I've known for a long time, know this song. Most of you don't. So you're going to learn it. We're going to do it from the beginning without rabbinical interruption. 
I'll do it a little bit lower. For those of you with a voice that's a little bit lower. Here we go. Give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. Give thanks for love and goodness forever. Come and praise the Lord. Come and praise the Lord for his mercy. His wonders in our eyes. Come and praise the Lord. Come and praise the Lord for his mercy. His wonders in our eyes. Hallelujah. 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 In my trouble I asked him to save me. He answered and set me in safety. Come and praise the Lord. Come and praise the Lord for his mercy. His wondrous in our eyes. Come and praise the Lord. Come and praise the Lord for his mercy. His wondrous in our eyes. Hallelujah. 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 The Lord, my Redeemer, is for me. Okay, let's just take a moment before we go into the Torah service. Let's just uh, open up everybody's uh, microphone, please, Sean. And all of you, just uh, wish, wish each other a Shabbat Shalom, okay? You go Shabbat ahead. Shabbat everyone. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Hey, everybody. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Hi, Shabbat Shalom. Rose, Rusty, Catherine, 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 Catherine,
Okay. Thank you. Back uh, to oblivion. <laughs> oblivion shalom. Uh, okay. We're, we're going oblivion, to do. We're going into our Torah service now. Uh, if you'll just just bear with me for a moment while I get us back to the page where we need to be. <clears throat> we are right here. Okay, I've asked Steve to um, to do the Torah reading today. Steve, I trust you have this bracha memorized. I so do. I'm going, I'm going to show everybody the reading that you're doing. So just hold on one moment. This is the reading, part of our Torah reading for today. It's from um, Devarim, Deuteronomy. And it's two paragraphs. One paragraph talks about Passover, and the other paragraph talks about Shavuot, both of which in our tradition are really joined together. That's why we count the days between the two of them, because they're, they're linked. So Steve will do the bracha, and then he'll read this passage. Baruch Hu et Adonai Hamvorach. Baruch Adonai Hamavarach Leolam Vaed. Baruch Adonai Hamavarach Leolam Vaed. Baruch Atah Adonai Eloheinu Melech Haolam. Asher Bacharbanu Mikol Hamim. Benatan Lanu Et Torato. Baruch Atah Adonai. Notain HaTorah. Deuteronomy 16, 1 through 12. Observe the month of Aviv and keep Pesach to Adonai your God. For in the month of Aviv, Adonai your God brought you out of Egypt at night. You are to sacrifice the Pesach offering from flock and herd to Adonai your God in the place where Adonai will choose to have his name live. You are not to eat any chametz with it. For seven days, you are to eat, it, eat with it matzah, the bread of affliction. For you came out of the land of Egypt in haste. Thus you will remember the day you left the land of Egypt as long as you live. No leaven is to be seen with you anywhere in your territory for seven days. None of the meat from your sacrifice on the first day in the evening is to remain all night until morning. You may not sacrifice the Pesach offering in just any of the towns that Adonai your God is giving you but at the place where Adonai your God will choose to have his name live. There is where you are to sacrifice the Pesach offering in the evening when the sun sets at the time of year that you came out of Egypt. You are to roast it and eat it in the place Adonai your God will choose. In the morning, you will return and go to your tents. For six days, you are to eat matzah. On the seventh day, there is to be a festive assembly for God your, for Adonai your God, do not do any kind of work. 
you are to count seven weeks. You are to begin counting seven weeks from the time you first put your sickle to the standing grain. You are to observe the festival of Shavuot, weeks, for Adonai your God with a voluntary offering, which you are to give in accordance with the degree to which Adonai your God has prospered you. You are to rejoice in the presence of Adonai your God, you, your sons and daughters, your male and female slaves, the Leviim living in your towns, and the foreigners, orphans, and widows living among you, in the place where Adonai your God will choose to have his name live. Remember that you were a slave in Egypt, then you will keep and obey these laws. Amen. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam, asher natan lanu torat emet, v'chaye olam natah betochenu, Baruch atah Adonai noten haTorah. Amen. Okay. Our next reader is Linda Baker. She's going to read the Haftarah reading from the book of Habakkuk. And uh, Linda, do you, do you know this blessing or you want me to do it for you? Can't hear you, Linda. Uh, Linda, unmute thyself. <laughs> uh, Rabbi, I was going to read it in English, if that's okay. Please go right ahead. Okay. Blessed are you, O eternal our God, ruler of the universe, who has chosen good prophets and was pleased with their words that were uttered with truth. Blessed are you, O Most High, who chooses the Torah, Moses, God's servant, Israel, God's nation, and the prophets of truth and righteousness. Amen. Amen. Okay. This is a prayer of Habakkuk, the prophet about mistakes. Adonai, I have heard the report about you. Adonai, I am awed by your deeds. Bring your work to life in our own age. Make it known in our own time. But in anger, remember compassion. God comes from Teman, the Holy One from Mount Paran, Selah. His splendor covers the sky and his praise fills the earth. His brightness is like the sun. Rays come forth from his hand. That is where his power is concealed. Before him goes pestilence and close behind the plague. When he stands up, the earth shakes. When he looks, the nations tremble. The eternal mountains are smashed to pieces. The ancient hills sink down. The ancient paths are his. I saw trouble in the tents of Kushan and the tent hangings shaking in the land of Midian. Adonai, is it against the rivers, against the rivers that your anger is inflamed? Is your fury directed at the sea? Is that why you ride on your horses and drive your chariots to victory? You brandish your naked bow and order it filled with arrows, Selah. You split the earth with rivers, the mountains see you and tremble. A torrent of water streams by and the deep thunders forth. As it raises enormous waves, the sun and moon stand still in the sky at the light of your arrow speeding by, at the gleam of your glittering spear. In fury, you stride across the land. In anger, you trample the nations. 
you come out to save your people, to save your anointed one. You crush the head of the house of the wicked, uncovering its foundation all the way to the neck. With their own rods, you pierce the head of their warriors who come like a whirlwind to scatter us, who rejoice at the prospect of devouring the poor in secret. You tread down the sea with your horses, churning up the mighty waters. When I heard, my whole body trembled. My lips shook at the sound. Weakness overcame my limbs. My legs gave way beneath me. But I wait calmly for the day of trouble when it comes upon our assailants. For even if the fig tree doesn't blossom and no fruit is on the vines, even if the olive tree fails to produce and the fields yield no fruit at all, even if the sheep vanish from the sheep pen and there are no cows in the stalls, still I will rejoice in Adonai. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. Elohim Adonai is my strength. He makes me swift and sure-footed as a deer and enables me to stride over my high places. Amen. Amen. Please read the bracha. Thank you. Okay. Blessed are you, O eternal, our God, ruler of the universe, rock of all eternities, righteous in all generations, the trustworthy God who says and does, who speaks and fulfills. All of those words are true and righteous. Trustworthy are you, O eternal, our God, and trustworthy are your words. Not one of your words is turned back to its origin unfulfilled. For you are God, trustworthy and compassionate King. Blessed are you, O faithful one, the God who is trustworthy in everything. Amen. Amen. Okay. Now uh, uh, we continue with the, the New Covenant reading. And uh, Anne McKinley will read that. Anne, uh, do, you, uh, do you have this up on the screen? I do. Okay, would you, be, would you read the blessing, please, and then read your passage. Thank you. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of the universe, who has chosen true witnesses and given us his good news. Blessed are you, O Lord, who makes salvation sprout forth. Amen. She's, Amen. she's reading from John 15, uh, John 15 and 16. John 15, 26 through 27. When the counselor comes, whom I will send you from the Father, the spirit of truth, who keeps going out from the Father, he will testify on my behalf. And you testify too, because you have been with me from the outset. John 16, 12 through 15. I still have many things to tell you, but you can't bear them now. However, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but will say only what he hears. He will also announce to you the events of the future. He will glorify me because he will receive from what is mine and announce it to you. Everything the Father has is mine. This is why I said that he receives from what is mine and will announce it.
to you. Okay, thank you. Just a moment now, I'm gonna go back to the blessing. The blessing that uh, <clears throat> follows that reading. Thank you, here we go. Here it is, thank you. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has given us good and true news and has sent the living word into our midst. Blessed are you, O Lord, who brings the Messiah. Amen. 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 Thank you very much. Now, as is our custom, we have a Misha Barach prayer for the sick of our, uh, the, not just the sick, but for people whose lives are in some way disordered, for whom we want God to have mercy on, but especially the sick. So Steve will lead us in this. It's on page 75, 76, Stephen. And uh, we'll leave a gap. And during that time, we will mention the names of people we want God to remember. So Stephen, would you lead us? May the one who blessed our ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, and Leah, may he bless and heal those who are suffering illness. Elliot Clayman, Carlos and Nina Boluarte, Ron Bernard, David Stern, Fania Spielberg, Marie Tizone, Elizabeth Drew and family, Cheryl and Brenna Stokes. And now other names, please mention Mark. Renee Monroe, Dale Lefkowitz, Chris Christ, Steve Wiedemann, Jeffrey Feldman, Elizabeth Croydon, Brianna Kelly, Ryan Williams, Mark London Williams, Catherine Reynolds, Adis Lopez, Melinda Rosenthal, Lori Buckley, Charles Patrick, Jennifer Grimes, Rutledge, James Buckley, Trevor Harris, Richard Harder, Brazil, Eddie Pepitone, Charlotte Edmondson, Vicky Marcus Haas, Lou Angel Mom, Daniel and Mary Morales, Dana Snow, Lynn Gabay, Isabel, Larry Carper, Jules Schuler, Shana Ross, Talora Gross, Ambrosia Arce, Allison Ruck, Bobby Banerjee. It's good. It's good that the folks are taking this so seriously. It's right to do so. Uh, Yeshua healed all that came to him, and uh, we have a merciful God, and we honor him when we bring such concerns to him. Steve, would you read the closing of this prayer, please? May the Blessed Holy One be filled with compassion for them in order to return them to full health and vigor and send them a quick and full recovery from heaven, healing of body and mind, together with all others who are ill in the community of Israel and the congregation of Messiah. For Shabbat is a time of healing in the merit of Yeshua. May healing come speedily and soon, and let us stay. Amen. Hey.
source of strength who blessed us before us help us find the courage to make our lives a blessing and let us pray a bit for our country right now. God, our country is sick. Riding in the streets because of understandable outrage over a man who was just murdered in broad daylight. Um, pleading for his life. Uh, finding no mercy. But we know that he was a man who trusted in you. And that despite his terror at his unexpected death, that he went from this sometimes cruel and merciless world into the merciful light of your presence. We're grateful for that. But we do pray. First, we confess that our lives are bent in so many ways, twisted, corrupted, co-opted. Our perspectives are so self-serving. We are blind. We are deaf. We need your healing. So first, we pray for the people closest to our brother who died. We pray for his family. No comfort is enough, but would you comfort them? We pray for those who have had enough, who believe that, and not without reason, that in our society, in many places, having a black skin is a decided liability. It's a dangerous thing to be. We pray for them in the midst of their outrage, their fear. We pray that justice will prevail and that you will make us as a nation mature enough to be able to admit without defensiveness the ways in which we are not as we should be. So, may the source of strength who blessed the ones before us 
help us as a nation find the courage to make ourselves our lives a blessing to one another. And let us say, Amen. We become so politicized. We don't dare, we don't dare to pray for the the important issues because it might offend somebody. That's not a good place to be. Um, uh, that's not a good place to be. So, my friends, I have something to share with you today. Uh, let me ask: uh, How many of you? How many of you were heard me speak? at the Shavuot gathering the other night. How many of you heard my teaching? If so, would you raise your hand and just wave at me? Naomi, I see that. And I see Holland. And I see myself. I'm waving at myself. I was there too. There's Catherine and Melissa. Most of you did not. And I felt, I felt that I would share this. This is a Shavuot message. Pardon me while I clunk around. I'm even going to sit down while I share this with you. So make yourselves comfortable. If you have a cup of coffee, have a sip. If you're betraying me by having cheesecake, which I've not been having at this time of year, would you? Just please do it off camera. <laughs> and uh, I, I will show you today's lesson. Just wait. Stay tuned. I have, I have technical matters to arrange. I'll be with you in just a moment. Okay. Hold on a second. Okay. I was just looking for something which is not there. So if you hold on, I will get it for you. There it is. Okay, kitties, it's coming. All right. This is an important lesson. Um, um, It's a lesson about us entering into the, the richness and the responsibilities of Shavuot. It's a lesson about not just celebrating what happened in the past, but actualizing that in our present and our future. So, here we go. You can see there's four parts to what we're doing. This should have a number in front of it. Prophe a prophesied framework for the day of Pentecost. This is actually talking about the, the, the New Testament Shavuot. The prophesied framework, then the Shavuot Pentecost fulfillment. Then what does this mean for us? what I term weighty words, and then my last word. So stay tuned, here we go. First of all, 
Here is a passage from Isaiah 59, verse 19 to 21, which a uh, interesting Bible scholar named John Mark Ruthven points out is kind of a, a foreshadowing of the day of Pentecost, and I think he's absolutely right. It's really remarkable. Isaiah 59, verse 19 to 21. Okay, I want you to keep the day of Pentecost in, your, in the back of your mind and see how many bells ring as we read these few verses. From the west they shall revere the name of the Lord, and from the east his presence. For he shall come like a hemmed-in stream, which the wind, or the spirit of the Lord, drives on. He shall come as a redeemer to Zion, to those in Jacob who turn back from sin, who repent, declares the Lord. And this shall be my covenant with them, says the Lord, my spirit which is upon you, and the words which I have placed in your mouth shall not be absent from your mouth, nor from the mouth of your children, nor from the mouth of your children's children, said the Lord, from now on for all time. Now let's just look at some of the of the, 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 the mountain peaks that he touches. First of all, to the redemptive blessing of all nations. In the west they will fear the name of the Lord, likewise in the east his glory. A noise, he will come like a pent-up stream, like a raging, the uh, Bible often uses that as, as, as not only an image of power, but of noise. Uh, he'll come like a pent-up stream, a wind impelled by the Ruach HaKodesh, was there a wind on the day of Pentecost? I think there was. Yes. Driven by the Spirit, impelled by the Spirit of Adonai. A Redeemer comes, from, comes to Zion. Then the Redeemer will come to Zion. To the repentant of Israel. Was there any talk of repentance on the day of Pentecost? There might have been. To those in Jacob who turned from rebellion, says Adonai. A covenant. As for me, says Adonai, this is my covenant with them. Peter talks about it. He says, the promise is to you. He's talking about the same thing. The Spirit comes upon the people of Israel. Isaiah says, my Spirit who rests on you. Words in our mouths. Well, we're going to look at that in a moment. Did the words of God appear in the mouths of, of the people uh, uh, of the day of Pentecost? I think they did in many ways. My words that are put in your mouth will be a permanent bestowal will not depart from your mouth. Words in the mouths of our children, or from, the, or from the mouth of your children, and in the mouths of our children's children, or in the mouth of your children's children, from now and forever, says the Lord. A number of tones are struck here, which we will see are struck also in the story of the day of Pentecost. And here's a little uh, note. Uh, Rabbi Avram Ibn Ezra, uh, who lived in the late 11th, uh, early 20th, uh, early 12th century. Commenting on this passage, he says, as for me, this is my covenant, I shall make a covenant with them, namely, that my spirit which is upon you, etc., etc., which we just read. He says, upon you. He says, Israel is addressed. My spirit, he says, my prophecy. In other words, my prophetic word will be upon you. Doesn't Peter say something on the day of Pentecost? 
about the spirit being poured out and about it resulting in prophecy amongst God's people. And that's what, and Ibn Ezra, back in the, 12th, in the 11th and 12th century, he connects this with a passage in Joel that Peter will also talk to us about. It shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. So Avram Ibn Ezra draws the parallel between this Isaiah passage and the idea that it means that the spirit of prophecy will come upon the Jewish people. And then he points to the prophecy from Joel, which Peter also points out. Let's go take a look at that. We're seeing a number, a number of, um, of, of tones being struck. Just let me close this. And let's go here to Shavuot Pentecost fulfillment. Okay, I'd like somebody to read this. Let's see. Rusty, why don't you read it? You like to read. Are you there, Rusty? Can't hear you. Yes, I'm just trying to get it in the right spot on my on my phone. The festival of Shavuot arrived and the believers all gathered together in one place. No, you gotta read much you gotta read slower than that. Okay. The festival of Shavuot arrived and the believers all gathered together in one place. Suddenly there came a sound from the sky like the roar of a violent wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then they saw what looked like tongues of fire, which separated and came to rest on each of them, on each one of them. They were all filled with the Ruach HaKodesh and began to talk in different languages as the Spirit enabled them to speak. Now they were staying in Jerusalem. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Please. Yeah, but it moves differently on my screen than it does on yours. <clears throat> and they, they began to speak different languages as the Spirit enabled them to speak. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, religious Jews from every nation under heaven. <clears throat> when they heard this no, sound. That's the east and the west. That's the east and the west, you know. Uh, that, that, uh, that Isaiah is talking about. Go ahead, verse 6. When they heard this sound, a crowd gathered. They were confused because each one heard the believer speaking in his own language. Totally amazed, they asked, how is this possible? Aren't all these people who are speaking from Galil? <clears throat> how is it that we hear them speaking in our native languages? We are Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Yehuda, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and parts of Libya, and parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, Jews by birth, and proselytes, Jews from Crete and from Arabia. How is it that we hear them speaking in our own languages about the great things God has done? Amazed and confused, they all went on asking each other, what can this mean? But others made fun of them and said, they've just had too much wine. Then Kepha stood up with the 11 and raised his voice to address them. You, you Judeans and all of you staying here in Jerusalem, let me tell you what this means. Listen carefully to me. These people aren't drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. So this is so 
No, this is what was spoken about through the prophet Yoel. Adonai says, In the last days I will pour out from my spirit upon everyone. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. Even on my slaves, both men and women, I will pour out from my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. God raised up Yeshua, and we are all witnesses of it. Moreover, he has been exalted to the right hand of God. He has received from the Father what he promised, namely the Ruach HaKodesh, and has poured out this gift, which you are both seeing and hearing. For David did not ascend into heaven, but he says, Adonai said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make you enemies, until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore, let the whole house of Israel let the whole house of Israel know beyond doubt that God has made him both Lord and Messiah, this Yeshua, whom you executed on a stake. On hearing Okay, go ahead. On hearing this, they were stung in their hearts, but they said to Kepha and the other emissaries, Brothers, what should we do? Kepha answered them, Turn from sin, return to God, and each of you be immersed on the authority of Yeshua the Messiah into forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Ruach HaKodesh. For the promise is for you, for the promise is for you, for your children and for those far away, as many as Adonai, our God, may call. Thank you. So here we see these tones struck again. To the redemptive blessing of all nations, people from all these, all these people from all nations, they're Jews, yes, but it's a foreshadowing of the fact that the gospel is spreading to all nations. There's a noise, there's a wind driven by the Spirit. A Redeemer comes to the repentant among Zion, in Zion. The Spirit comes upon the people of Israel. Words in our mouths, uh, 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 that is, not only in the speaking of tongues, but also in the prophetic spirit upon them, will be a permanent bestowal, words in our mouths of our children, in our mouths of our children's children. The promise is to you and to your children, even to, his, and to those who are far off, to as many as the Lord our God will call from now and forever. So we see all these tones being struck. It's really rather remarkable. Stuart, this, uh, is, Rusty. this is Rusty. Are all those people from all over the, the known world at that point, they're in Jerusalem because it's Shavuot? That's correct. Okay, thank you. They're there because it's Shavuot. It's one of the three pilgrim festivals. So, uh, I just want to see. Uh, I'm, I'm just looking for something. I'll, f I'll find it. Okay, so let's... Uh, Uh, let's let's look at the meaning of all of this, shall we? I want to talk about weighty words. Okay, I want to talk about weighty words. Let's see, maybe I'll do this first. Weighty words. What are the ways? I, I, my my suggestion 
is that the scripture says that one of the ways in which the presence of the spirit is validated and evident is in the faculty of speech. The coming of the spirit on the day of Pentecost, Luke also talks in the beginning of the, of the gospel of Luke. Uh, it had been 400 years since there'd been any prophetic word in Israel. And our tradition said that, that, uh, it, it would not, the, the spirit of prophecy would not be restored until the age to come. It hadn't happened for 400 years. But then if you look at the beginning of the Gospel of Luke, everywhere you go, you bump into people who are prophesying. They're, that doesn't mean they're predicting the future. It means they're speaking weighty words, words that are, are inspired by the Spirit of God that are very significant words. So when the angel comes to Zechariah, who's burning incense in the temple. Zechariah then speaks a prophetic word. Elizabeth, his wife, speaks a prophetic word. When, uh, when, Mary, when Mary, Miriam is visited by the angel, she, she then, uh, uh, after he speaks and she accepts the promise, she says, my soul magnifies the Lord, my spirit rejoices in my God. He has looked upon the humble estate of his servant, Henceforth, all men shall call me blessed. She speaks a prophetic word. When Yeshua is brought into the temple and the old man Simeon takes the baby in his arms, he speaks a prophetic word. He, now let your servants depart in peace. My eyes have seen your salvation, which was prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, the glory of your people Israel. And then Hannah, the old woman in the temple, she speaks a prophetic word. Here's my point. Luke makes the point in his gospel that with the coming of Yeshua, with the dawning of the coming of the new age, of the, of the age of the spirit, uh, of the age to come is the term I'm looking for, with the dawning of the age to come, there is the flow of the spirit evident in the faculty of speech. This is not bells and whistles. This is not just for some people. This is the way it is. This is the meaning of, of the, uh, this is the evidence, and evidence of the coming of the Spirit. Let's look at some ways, seven ways. And I have one more to add, uh, in which this, this faculty of speech is evident in the, that the anointing of the Spirit is evident in the faculty of speech. Tongues. The speaking in languages on the day of Pentecost it was an evidence of the presence of the Spirit. But tongues, as it is, uh, uh, as it appears in Corinthians, has a different manifestation. Paul the Apostle says there are various kinds of tongues. The tongues at, on, on the day of Pentecost were really what's known as xenoglossa, a foreign tongue. They spoke foreign languages. But glossolalia is is, is speaking languages that no one understands. Paul says in 1 Corinthians, when a person speaks in tongues, and, and, uh, no one understands them. Only God understands them. So it's, it's a different kind of tongue. But my point is that with the coming of the Spirit, the Spirit like flows like a river. Yeshua said, if you, anyone who believes in me, out of his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. Well, when we are filled with the Spirit, when we're experiencing the fellowship of the Spirit, sometimes that river of the Spirit overflows the banks of our, 
of our verbal capacity, of our linguistic capacity. It overflows the banks so that we are not, can no longer speak in words that we even understand because our words are not adequate to express the glory of what we're sensing. So tongues is not a merit badge. It's not, it's, it's not something that says you're special, but it is par for the course in the coming of the Spirit, because the coming of the Spirit repeatedly is evident in the faculty of speech. We find that in words of praise. We find that in words of prayer, Paul says in Romans 8, we don't know how to pray as we ought. So the Spirit comes upon us and it uh, helps us with groans too deep for words. The Spirit understands what needs to be prayed for and the Spirit helps us. So th this faculty of prayer is enhanced by the presence of the Spirit. Prophetic insight and speech. I want to talk briefly about the gift of prophecy. It's very, it's very common. Paul says it's extremely valuable. He says, earnestly desire, to earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, he says. Um, earnestly desire them. Uh, I am, uh, be ambitious for them, but especially that you might prophesy. Prophesying is not predicting the future, really. It is speaking weighty words that provide encouragement, that provide comfort, and that build people up. Those are the three things that prophetic words do. They're words of encouragement, words of comfort, and they're words of edification. And there's a, there's a spectrum of that. Sometimes you're aware that you're speaking prophetic words. Sometimes. I had one experience which I'll tell you about. This happened once. This was one of the more notable experiences. I was at a UMJC conference and we were having a time of prayer before a business meeting. And I had the most unusual experience. I felt we were, we were praying. And I felt my lips wanted to say something, but I didn't know what they wanted to say. I felt a sensation in my lips that my lips wanted to say something, but I didn't know what, what they wanted to say. And so I allowed myself to speak and, and I spoke forth words that, that came to me on the moment. And afterward, a guy standing next to me said, man, he said, that was the best prayer of any of them here. It wasn't my prayer. It wasn't simply my prayer. It was a prophetic word. Now, I've experienced prophetic words before. Many of you have. Sometimes you don't even realize it. Sometimes you'll speak to somebody something, and they are unusually strengthened comforted or built up by what you say it's it's really a tool of the holy spirit you're just speaking but what you're speaking is much weightier than you think sometimes it's been my experience sometimes i will say something and at the moment i realize what i just said is more significant than i know i don't know i i i, I get a second sense of something is up here what i'm trying to say to you right now is that again the fact that the presence of the Spirit is evident in an empowered and enhanced faculty of speech. The Bible talks about words of wisdom and words of knowledge. We don't know what they are. It's only mentioned in one verse. We think that a word of wisdom is uh, where the Holy Spirit enables you to speak something which, which is strategically, very incisively appropriate to the well-being of the body at that time. And words of knowledge, we think that that is 
uh, where you know something that you couldn't possibly know except by divine revelation. Uh, and it's something which is spiritually strategic. Words of bold witness. Uh, um, the apostles pray in Acts chapter 4 after Peter and Yochanan, uh, Shimon and Yochanan are released from prison. And they pray that God would send the Spirit for them. And then the, 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 the Bible says the Spirit came, the room shook, the Spirit came, and they began to speak the word with boldness. That's another manifestation of the Spirit. Words are the fruit of the Spirit and not words of the flesh. Uh, all kinds of, of speech. Uh, so my point is the faculty of speech is enhanced by the Spirit. Let me just look at this. Our participation in the Spirit, now I'm going to use every adjective or noun that people tend to use about their own convictions about the Spirit. I don't care which one you prefer. It makes no difference to me. Our participation in the Spirit, our baptism in the Spirit, or our baptism with the Spirit, our anointing by the Spirit, our being filled with the Spirit, Take, take your pick. Whatever we have been taught is allowable vocabulary on such matters should be evident in weighty words. Otherwise, we will call into question the authenticity of our engagement with the Spirit and His with us. In other words, it's easy for us to claim that we all have the Spirit because we're believers in Yeshua. That's true. If any man does not have the Spirit of Messiah, he doesn't belong to him. That's what Paul says. But my question is, how much of the Spirit, how much of you does Spirit have? How much, the Bible says, be filled with the Spirit. The, Paul says, walk in step with the Spirit. And the, the genuineness of our experience of the Spirit will be evident in the faculty of speech. Here's a plenitude of holy teachings that underscore that. Uh, Let's see. Read this paragraph. Stephen, I know you're alert. Would you read this paragraph, please? I am here, yes. Let no harmful language come from your mouth. Only good words that are helpful in meeting the need. Words that will benefit those who hear them. Don't cause grief to God's Ruach HaKodesh, for he has stamped you as his property until the day of final redemption. Okay, stop there. See that? The, the, the natural linkage of the Holy Spirit and what he's describing in verse 29 is really what is described elsewhere as prophetic words. Let no harmful language receive from your mouth, only words that are helpful in meeting the need, words which will benefit those who hear them, edifying words. Don't cause grief to the God's Ruach HaKadosh, etc., etc. Verse 31, go ahead, Stephen. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, violent assertiveness, and slander, along with all spitefulness. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, and forgive each other, just as in the Messiah, God has also forgiven you. Okay, read the next, the next paragraph. This is from, from Colossians. Let the word of the Messiah in all its rich, richness live in you as you teach and counsel each other in all wisdom, and as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude to God in your hearts. The word of Messiah, the teachings of the Messiah, the word of God in all of its richness should live in us. And it'll be evident as our, in our teaching and counseling each other. Again, uh, the words of our mouths should be token 
our experience of the spirit. So here's my last words. Are our words, meh, are they trivial? Are they antagonistic or unclean? Are we generally unheedful of what we say and what we refrain from saying? Do we appreciate the power of our words for good or for ill? Have we cultivated an intimate companionship with God such that our words are routinely tempered by and marinated in his empowering companion presence? Have we cultivated that kind of intimacy with God that, that we always speak with a sense that we're speaking as God's partner? Because that's what we are. We're God's partners. We should speak like we're God's partners. Do we live our lives in conscious communion with God in the spirit? Do we seek the spirit's fullness, his full control of our direction and of our being? Or do we consider that a trivial or a pathological pursuit? Are you seeking a richer, richer fellowship with the spirit of God? Some people say, oh no, stay away from that. That's, that'll get you all emotional. You might get Pentecostal if you do that. It's better that you should be, that you should be ice cold than you should risk being too hot. I don't agree. Do we take seriously the apostolic counsel to earnestly desire spiritual gifts, especially that we might prophesy, speaking to others for their edification, for their comfort, for their exhortation? Do you desire, do I desire, do we desire to be people whose words build others up, comfort them, uh, that, and, and, and exhort them? We should, we should covet that. Are our words suitable to teach each other divinely ordained paths of holiness and service? Let the word of Messiah dwell in you with all its richness. Let it live in you as you teach and counsel each other in all wisdom. Through Yeshua and in the power of the Spirit, our lives should exhibit an intimacy with God, evident in works and words that reflect his presence with us and in us and our current citizenship in the age to come. Here's that passage uh, from Acts 4. Upon being released, they went back to their friends and reported uh, what the head Kohanim and elders had said to them. And when they heard it, they raised their voices to God in singleness of heart and said, Master, and they prayed this prayer, and they prayed this long prayer. And then verse 31, while they were still praying, the place where they were gathered was shaken. They were all filled with the Ruach Kodesh, and they began to speak God's message with boldness. So my word to us, God's word to us, is open your mouth wide, and I will fill it. Oh Lord, open our lips, that our mouths might declare your praise. So, I'm just asking that we uh, should all have resident and overflowing in our lives this particular evidence of the presence of the spirit that is a spiritually enhanced faculty of speech what we say what we don't say the wisdom of it the edification of it the encouragement of it the exhortation of it
Um, some of you uh, speak in tongues. That's good. It's a very private gift. It's, uh, Paul says, you should only speak in tongues in the assembly if there's an interpret if there's a gift of interpretation present. Otherwise, just speak to yourselves and speak at home. But if you do speak at home, uh, good. Somebody asked me when I taught this the other day. They sent the question: Says, what good does the gift of tongues do to the community if it only builds up the individual? This was obviously, to me, uh, a statement flowing from those who disparage the gift of tongues as being somehow second rate. So I said, what good does it do the community if it only builds up the person speaking? And here's the answer. I would that, I, Paul says, I speak in, to the Corinthians who were gaga over tongues, who were totally overboard, who were out of control. Paul says, I speak in tongues more than all of you. And he says, I wish that all of you would speak in tongues, he said, but more that you would prophesy. So he doesn't disparage the gift. Getting back to the question, what good is the gift to the community if it only edifies the person? Well, I would hope that every one of you would be so edified when you show up at a service that you'll be a strength to the whole body. Your edification, my edification, Melissa's edification, Anne's edification, Rusty's, Linda's, Sean's, Holland's, uh, Ann Friedman's, Johnny Johnston, Roya Vetter, Naomi, Elijah Siegel, and, and uh, Talia Siegel, and Laura Siegel, and David Siegel, and everybody on this call. When you're personally built up, you, you are of greater strength to the community. So, weighty words. May the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in God's sight. O oh Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Can I get a little bit of an amen? I guess I can. Amen. Amen. Okay. Amen. 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 I'm going to allow for I'm going to allow for a question or two. So if any of you have a question before we go to the Alenu. Uh, go ahead and ask. And if you don't have a question, well, um, I'd I like to get notes. Just a brief comment. I'd like to get the notes. Me too. Yeah, me too. Who's asking for the notes? Linda, everybody, Rusty, and everybody, I think. Rabbi, this is Richard. I'd like to get the notes too. Okay, sure. so Sean should send it to everybody. I don't know. This chart won't do you much good. I'll send it to you as an outline. Sean, can you distribute that if I send it to you? Well, Rabbi, I think, too, we like the questions that you were asking of us Yes. Uh, that accompanied the notes. I think that would be good to send out. That will come. I'll send it all. Thanks. It Thank you. All. all right. Stuart? Stuart? I hear, yes, Lord, you're sounding like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Stuart, I don't know if you've covered this or not, but what would you suggest? And it's for someone who's desirous to learn how to speak in tongues. What would you advise them how the steps to do that? 
I'm very careful about advising people on how to. There's a lot of coaching that goes on that I think is very inappropriate. Uh, I think it's illusory. Mm-hmm. Uh, after me. Really, this whole question of speaking in tongues, it's really something that's essentially between you and God. Talk to God about it. Spend time in prayer. Tell him you're desirous of it. He may surprise you. There are people I know in this uh, in this fellowship. Who you entered seven seven two three three zero three three. This meeting ID does not exist. Please re-enter your meeting ID followed by pound. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> you have not entered any numbers. Please re-enter your meeting ID followed by pound. Please go away, computer voice. Whoever is calling user one. Is, is the goodbye goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> um Stuart, can i make a comment and question on on what was just asked now my understanding and, and what what is your opinion on this my understanding of speaking in tongues is that it is a gift of the spirit it is not to be learned by us but that if it comes upon us and god wishes us to do it we will do it yeah. um uh, it's uh, not to be we, learned we don't take a class in speaking in tongues right Excuse me, I want to be very respectful in how we speak about these things, because this is an area which has errors on both sides. The error, that on, wasn't... The error on one side is being, uh, is being uh, very uh, uh, hyper-enthusiastic and even intrusive about it, and then there are those, on the other hand, who treat it as though it's the worst thing that could possibly happen to you. So let me say... <laughs> oh. Great. Stuart, I, I, I want to reword my question. I'm not asking how to learn how to do it. I want to know the steps if you're desirous to learn, to get there to that point. And you answer. I'd like to answer the question. No, no, you did answer the question for me. Okay. You I'd did. Like to I'd like to finish this little module. <laughs> God, is, uh, God is a God of infinite variety. Uh, and the way he works with people is very individual. What Paul would say to you is earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially as you might prophesy. So in case of any of the spiritual gifts, including the gift of tongues, you should earnestly desire it and tell God you do. And uh, you can even choose which gifts you earnestly desire. But then since God is the giver, he is the one who gives the gift. And I, 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 um, I, I tend to be, uh, there's one other thing. Sometimes there's somebody who's spirits, sometimes gifts can be imparted. Uh, Paul says to Timothy, he says, stir up the gift that is within you, that which is in you through the laying on of the, of the, of the, of the, of the elders' hands. That somehow, that sometimes people who are spiritually, filled in some ways, spiritually authoritative, they can be a channel through which a gift is imparted. So sometimes you may ask somebody to pray for you about this. But other than that, uh, I would avoid any kind of, uh, of any, any kind of methodology because mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. um, not helpful. Any other questions on another subject? One, I'll take one. Sure. Sure, this is Rusty. Can I read a short passage? No. 
Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Any other Stuart, can you, uh, is it appropriate to answer that question that I sent you? I haven't seen the question. God, in the question the, is, how did, you get, how did you get so handsome, Stuart? Oh, I can't tell you that. Uh, okay. that's, that's not the question he asked. He asked, well, okay, we'll let it go. What does it mean that God comes from Taman and the Holy One from Mount Paran? Yeah, that's it. Uh, uh, one of those two terms is a reference to to Sinai. I can look it up and 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 uh, and ask me again. I'll get the details. But no, that's that's not where we're going. Okay, I'll get, I'll get a chance for one more fruitful question, and then I'll go. Okay, let's go on to the Elena, please. Hold on one moment. Maybe if I put my glasses on, I'll be able to see what I'm doing. Yes, look at that. Okay. Hmm. Steve, would you uh, uh, get ready? We'll be reading this in English, but I'll first start in Hebrew. Okay. Yeah. I think I have the Elena. <laughs> Therefore, we put our hope in you, Adonai, our God, that we may soon see your mighty splendor. To remove detestable idolatry from the earth, and false gods will be utterly cut off. To perfect the universe through the almighty sovereignty, and all humanity will call upon your name to turn the, all the earth's wicked towards you. All the world's inhabitants will recognize and know that to you every knee should bend, every tongue should swear. Before you, O Adonai, God, they will bend every knee and cast themselves down. To the glory of your name, they will render homage, and they will all accept upon themselves the yoke of your kingship, that you may reign over them soon and eternally. For the kingdom is yours, and you will reign for all eternity in glory, as it is written in your Torah, Adonai shall reign for all eternity. 
Therefore God also highly exalted Messiah and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name belonging to Yeshua, every knee should bend in heaven and earth, and every tongue confess that Yeshua the Messiah is Adonai to the glory of God the Father. And it is said, Adonai will be king over all the world. On that day, the Lord will be one, and his name one. And I'm going to ask that uh, in view of the things we prayed for today, Elliot in in, uh, in, uh, in Minneapolis, I think we all ought to say the moon is Kaddish. So here it is. Yitkadal Yitkadash Shemei Rabah. Amen. Leila min kolbirchatav shirata, tushbirchatav nechemata, tamiram ba'amav imru. Amen. Yehishlom araba min shemaya, fachayim aleinu v'al kol Yisrael, v'imru. Amen. Ose shalom b'mormav, hu yaose shalom, aleinu v'al kol Yisrael, v'imru. Amen. Amen. He makes peace in celestial heights. Make peace upon us, upon all Israel upon the United States of America, and upon all the nations of the world. And we say, Amen. Amen. Are there any announcements? There are some announcements. Melissa, are you there? Yeah. Okay. I'm here. Um, there are some announcements. Um, I believe that next Saturday, which is June 6th, there will be a women's Bible study and a men's Bible study. And Rusty? Yes. Do we need to make an announcement about the study? Yes, please. Would you like to make it, please? Yes. I had announced earlier that I will be teaching a class on the Jewish liturgy and prayer. It will be something that for people that it will... We will all learn about what the liturgy is, what it means, where it comes from, and it should really deepen people's um, experience when they come together for a Shabbat service or for any Jewish service. And I need to know from who those people are. If they when is be, when is the study? It, it will be on the Sundays, either in the morning or in the afternoon. Um, I need people to let me know which time works better for them in the afternoon or the morning. And I need to have a, a way to contact you. So would you please contact me either at my phone number, 
818. Sean, do you still have this? Okay, Sean, Sean you did. You know what we're going to do, Rusty? I'm going to have Sean send out the information, okay? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send out an email and also set up a web page so people can respond. Uh, have an email to you. Sean will call anyone that does not have texting or email capabilities. And Rusty, when are, when are you planning on starting this? Uh, I was hoping to start the beginning of June, but since we're there, probably sometime like in two or three weeks. Okay. All the materials, so, all the materials will be online um, or in the, our old prayer books, which you could borrow. Um, so there's nothing you have borrow. to go out and buy. They actually can't borrow them because we can't get them to them. Well, we'll work that out. Yeah, work that out. Right. Just know, I just want to commend that Rusty is really a capable teacher and the things that she would like to teach on will be very helpful for you if, um, very helpful for you in following the service and um, if you're interested in Messianic Judaism. Um, so we will get that information to you, okay? Thank you. Okay. Some of you may be wondering, yes, Stuart, I see that hand. I'll wait, I'll wait. Some of you, I know that we did send out a, an email mm, last week, I think, about if you are wondering when AZS will come back together again at Risen. And just wanted to let you know that Risen Church, where we meet, is themselves, are themselves, testing out in the next number of weeks what it means for them to start to meet. And so we need to follow their lead and their guidelines. And so be patient. This is going to be a very long process before we can actually meet again. When I say very long, I don't really know exactly what that means, but it's not going to be in the month of June. That is for sure. But so just be patient because we have to follow, really, we, we're, it's good that we have risen to follow what they're going to do. Yes, Stuart. Okay, I think I may have forgotten the original point I wanted to make, but I, will, I do have other things to say. Um, um, I don't want you to think that the, the subject matter of today's class of today's sermon was simply one gift, which is the one that was, we ended up discussing. Um, um, but I'll say one more thing about that. The gift of tongues is a, is, a, is a gift that enhances one's prayer life. That's what it's about. And if, if, if you are a person who rarely prays, why would you need a souped up prayer life when you don't use the prayer life you already have? So the first thing I would say is that all of us need to give ourselves uh, appropriately to a life of prayer. God may wish to enhance that life of prayer with his gift. He may, he may do so in answer to your request. But if, but if we don't have a, a, if we don't have a, uh, an avid prayer life, it's a little, uh, it's, it's strange to be asking that God would somehow enhance it when we haven't done what we can. So let me encourage you that one of the kinds of speech that certainly should characterize P 
people who claim to be filled with the Spirit is that we should be people who pray. So let me encourage you to do that. Secondly, um, we are going to be making some modifications in the service in order to have the service that we're doing here, I'm talking about the online service, more compatible with this medium. Just trying to reproduce the service from, from Shabbat on Zoom doesn't work exactly well. So we're going to make some modifications. So stay tuned. Uh, and I think it's going to be very interesting. Uh, so th that's all I will say for right now, except thank you all for being so patient with our technological glitches and being here for a longer service than usual. It was lovely to be with you. I will ask Sean uh, uh, to share. He's, uh, he's going to share giving information. So while that is online there and everyone can look on the screen and see uh, how to give, there is one other thing I'd like to mention, and that is you all got to notice probably that our annual meeting is scheduled for June the 28th. Um, there are some things that need to happen before then. We will be distributing our budget to everyone. We're going to be contacting all the members. This will be a meeting for where members will be allowed to speak and non-members can observe. Um, so just be aware and check your email because there will be more information coming out on that. We Votes that need to be taken will probably be done via chat. So if you're not aware of how to use Zoom to where you can chat, please get into your Zoom uh, program and find out how to chat. And that would be beneficial for all of us uh, to know how to mute ourselves, to know how to chat and all that sort of thing. So be expecting some information on the annual meeting. Uh, which, will, of course, will have to be done virtually, but we really needed to do this because usually we do it early in the year, and it's time. We can't wait for this coronavirus thing to be over. It's a requirement of the state that we do an That's annual correct. meeting. That's correct. So thank you. Melissa, do you have anything else? Steve, I've got something I want to read in quickly. Re regarding? Uh, what Stuart just said, the spirit, and now the spirit can, can show through our lives. Go ahead, Rusty. This is based on Eliu Davarim, Spirit of Holiness, which is a prayer in the Siddur that starts off with, you shall be holy for I, your God, am holy, and ends in, love your neighbor as yourself, I am Adonai. Adonai, you're holy, and I aspire to holiness. A spirit of holiness bears good fruit, compassion, serenity, and a good nature, mercy, tolerance, charity, and loyalty. It endeavors to be friendly, considerate, reliable, and trustworthy, steadfast, even-tempered, just, fair, and true. Against such, there can be no restrictions. Through study of Torah, Avodah and Gamalut Hasadim, I endeavor to develop these qualities. Other people will know me by my spirit, by the way I live, and know that I have that I love God. All right, thank you, Rusty. That, that demonstrates Rusty's um, extensive uh, familiarity with various liturgical resources. So I'm going to let you guys go. Uh, and I don't, I think I'll save this song for another time. So would you release us from bondage, please, Sean? 
uh, and uh, uh, let us say goodbye to each other. Uh, shalom to everybody. Thank you very much for being here. I really appreciate it. I want to especially thank those who prepared their readings. Anne McKinley, uh, Linda uh, Baker, and, uh, and uh, uh, Steve Goldsmith. Thank you for doing so well on those readings. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much, everybody. You're welcome. Shabbat shalom, everyone. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat Shabbat information like uh, uh, the phone number, the ID number, and the password for the uh, Bible study for the for the business meeting. I will get that to when it's available. I, I don't have it as yet. Okay. You will, you will get you will get all the information, Richard. Also, do you have? Will you also send me the phone number? For all that information, uh, the phone number, the ID number, and the password for the ladies' Bible study and the men's Bible study. Are they going to be on the same Sunday? I mean, the same it's day? Be, it's, it's going to be the same as next, next Shabbat. They'll both be you. You'll get all that information. I, I haven't set up the meetings yet, so I don't have that information okay. right on me. But you will get all the information. So women be fully informed. Men and women's Bible study will be at the same time? Same time. next. Yeah, next oh. uh one o'clock next, I believe. Okay. And could you also send me the, uh, the send me the notes through the mail and uh, today's notes and the questions through the mail, please, when you I get will a chance. Do that, sir. You'll get a big package of mail from me. Thank you very much. Watch your post box. Your check your checks in the mail. <laughs> oh, thank you, sir. <laughs> uh, all right, everyone. Shabbat shalom. Have a great day. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. I guess I just got time to catch the, the launch of the SpaceX. I guess the rocket's supposed to go off at noon. All right, so folks. Shabbat shalom. Good seeing you, Harlan. Good seeing you. Good seeing you. Seeing you. Bye. Bye. Bye.